his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Kyle, thanks for being here on The Dolan Show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So tell me about it. Um, what are you finding? And Well, first of all, what, what captured your attention about the working families party and what they're trying to what they're trying to make happen in Philadelphia. Well, um, in the last city council elections, they won one of the at-large seats, um, one of the ones that's reserved for the minority party, which, like you said, is usually the yeah. Republicans. And you know, that's they're certainly allowed to run for seats, right? I mean, any any party can run any candidate and, and for any office. But what what I noticed is weird about it is they don't just run. For those seats, but they also endorse within the Democratic primary. So they they try to act like half the time they're just an interest group within the Democrats saying that they want the most far-left Democrat to win the primary. But then they go and run in the general election, too. And it kind of it kind of made me wonder, like, is this is it a real party? Like, what's going on here? Because the way, if they got what they wanted, they'd win both those seats that are reserved for a minority party on city council. And they'd also control the Democrat nominations by endorsing in their primaries. And that, that's, to me, that seemed like it was against the intent of like, how our city charter is made and why we have those minority seats on council. And so is this kind of a sneaky way that, that people who are not really a minority party, in other words, they align more heavily with Democrats? So do you see this as a situation where Democrats are also complicit with it? Or do you think the law needs to be changed? Well, it's 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 weird, and I'm not I'm not sure how much a law can be changed. But I know that a lot of people in the Democratic Party aren't crazy about this either, because uh, you know Bob Brady, who's the head of the party in the city, mm-hmm. has told uh, Democrat committee men and committee women, you you've got to stop you know working for the election of people who aren't Democrats, and that kind of makes sense, right? I mean, that's support yeah. that's the point of a party is to elect people in the party. You know, if you don't like it, <laughs> get out, right? Like go, if they want to join this. Working Families Party or one of the socialist parties, like you were saying, like, go ahead, they exist. But trying to have it both ways means you can have this small segment of the far left in Philadelphia controlling the whole government, you know, either through getting who they want elected as Democrats and then getting who they want elected as third party. And it, well, I mean, what I wrote in the the Inquirer articles, the reason we have those two seats on city council Mm -hmm. for a non-majority party is because the, the people who wrote the charter had lived through a point in the city's history where sometimes one party controlled the entire city council, mm-hmm. and in those days it was a Republican party. So a Democrat couldn't even get a bill to the floor. Like yeah. They couldn't even get a vote on something they wanted. So when these guys were rewriting the charter in the 50s, they said, we should at least allow a vote 
for an, for an opposing position. That's why they put two on there, so somebody could propose it, somebody could second it, and then they could have a vote. And if it gets voted down, all right, but then at least the people can see, hey, there's another option here. Why are you voting against? You know, it could actually spur some real politics and political debate in the one-party town. Yeah, and what, what, part of me feels like, on one hand, I love, I love uh, you know, uh, the fact that we don't always have the main two parties, Democrats and Republicans, dominating everything. I mean, even mm-hmm. when we look at, the, you know, on a bigger stage, going toward POTUS 24, I would love to see a third party, a libertarian or independent, just, just to have more voices on the stage. Um, mm-hmm. But, at, at, you know, at the same time, I also think in Philadelphia we're seeing a switch, especially with the with the Democrats, with Sherelle Parker winning the nod from Democrats, there's also a battle going on within the party of Democrats, which is you have this progressive wing where I don't think necessarily that lines up with Philadelphians or even Bob Brady for that matter. Yeah, I think you're right. I think your average Philadelphia Democrat is not as far out as as these, you know, I mean, working families will say they're not socialists, but they're they're along those lines, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not really in line with like your average Philly Democrat voter, and yeah, that's why that's why Parker won, right? I mean, she she ran a camp. She'd probably say she's progressive too, but and that she is in some ways. But she ran a campaign that was, you know, she was against defund the police. You know, she was she was saying we need to actually, you know, maybe enforce these laws in town and that sort of thing. You know, getting away from the like real craziness that was coming out in 2020 and 2021. So I, I think they're fighting this battle, but it's 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 important to to talk about because a lot of this stuff with endorsements goes on kind of behind the scenes and i don't know if people realize how how far left these people are trying to push the democratic party yeah absolutely i mean for for me i personally was thrilled that that didn't work in in the mayoral election because i think it was a vote on that and sending a message and i suspect you know although we didn't hear a lot about it i'm not even hearing a lot from Sherelle Parker, things are quite quiet with her. I know David O has come out and said, "Where's Sherelle? We want to do some debates and, yeah. some, and some appearances, and at least pretend that there's some kind of a debate going on and a process going on." Um, you, tell me a little bit about. Uh, tell me a little bit about covering, you know, covering City Hall, covering Philadelphia, and what's going on in the city. With and I know you had written maybe a month ago about the city wage tax. What do you see in the Philadelphia you know, community? As, as I have worked in Philadelphia, in Center City or, or near, you know, in, in Center City or now Market and 24th, and looking at, for example, the change of the landscape. You know, we have huge skyscrapers that are pretty much empty. Maybe 10% of workers are actually coming into work, and that impacts our restaurants. Post-pandemic, coming back, what do you see as you, as you look at Philadelphia and the landscape of our business community and then how city council is meeting those needs? Can you give us your take, Kyle? Yeah, I, I think um, as far as a wage tax goes, I know they, they cut it a tiny bit, which is, you know, it, it's not it's not going to change everything overnight, but it, it at least I'll give them credit. It's a step in the right direction instead yeah. of raising it. But, yeah, getting people to come back downtown, You got, I mean, I think cities – in the old days, you know, not even that old, just before the pandemic even, they'd say, well, look, this is people have to come in. This is where the offices are. All the train lines and highways go here. This is what it is. People people have options now. 
You know, I mean, yeah. so many people move to Florida from from here and from yes. New York and other places. I mean, or even just move out to the suburbs. You know, move or move even farther out because we can work at home. A lot of us now. So some people are always going to have to go in, but I think the city's going to have to realize that they they are one of many options, and people don't have to just deal with it anymore. A business doesn't have to have a center city office. I think it'd be great if they did, because I think a lot of good things come out of that, of people getting together and having that kind of density. You can have those restaurants, like you were saying. You can have you know an arts and theater scene that you really can't just have if everyone's spread out. You need that concentration. Yes. But it doesn't have to happen here. I mean, I, I wish it would, but... I think they have to realize they've, they've got to make people want to come downtown. That means making it safe, making you know, making SEPTA more safe and reliable, making the streets you know places that you'd want to walk. And I, I don't know. I, I think there's there's maybe some hope of that. I think even maybe the Democrats are realizing that now after a few years of craziness. <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. But it looks like maybe stuff stuff starting to cool off. Maybe and get, get, a, get a little more normal. <laughs> I hope. I just want a final question I wanted to ask you about. I saw that Real Clear Politics had um, headlined one of your latest articles. I think you just wrote yesterday, Biden's fabrications are getting harder to conceal. And you talk about the Hunter Biden hearing and that it was a blow to Democrats and the media. Can you take me through that a little bit? Sure. I, I think what, what I was trying to say about about Biden and, and Hunter and his his problems is that there was kind of two narratives for a while. You know, Democrats and, and the, the press that supports Democrats have all been saying, oh, it's, you know, Hunter, he has his problems, his drugs, and, his, and, the, and you know, the stuff with the women and everything else. But it has nothing to do with Joe. He's just, you know, he's just trying to look out for his boy. And, you know, that's a nice narrative. It just happens to be not true, you know. I mean, <laughs> and I think the fact that what I think what's what's changing that and what's shifting people more is going to have to shift people more to, like, what Republicans were saying about how, this kind of goes deeper, and it's not just about, you know, personal vice on the on behalf of Hunter. It's, you know, the the DOJ was going to give this guy a deal that would give him basically immunity from every every other crime they're investigating if he would just plead guilty to these tax misdemeanors and serve no jail time. And the judge kind of blew it up because she said, you know, has there ever been a deal like this in the history of the Department <laughs> of Justice? And the, and the prosecutor said no. And he had to admit this was like, you know, sometimes you can plead to a crime and they'll let some other stuff slide, but they can't just say, oh, and everything else you, that might be related to this that we haven't even brought up yet, you, we promise not to prosecute you on that. That's like that's like basically a pardon. Yeah. And, and But it didn't go through, but it's not a pardon, but it, it, it is a pardon. You know, it's it's not legally one, but it's, and, that, and I think that, you know, people are going to see that and say, well, wait a minute, why would DOJ do this? If it's, if it's really just no big deal, nothing to do with the president, why are they why are they covering it up? Why are they willing to sweep everything under the rug and just let him get away scot free? I think now, now that, that judge had the you know clarity of mind to say this is nuts, people are going to have to actually look at it and say you know what what's going on here? What what are they covering up? Yeah, yeah, and I think you know to your point, it, the judge is getting high praise because again, the judge was praised by by part you know had by bipart- bipartisan support even Coons had supported her as well not just mm-hmm. with Trump appointing her and so she was asking good questions and my goodness what a crazy scenario with somebody you know from the Hunter Biden legal team reportedly then calling in posing as somebody from a congressional yeah. committee oh, wow i've never seen i don't remember ever seeing anything that matched that you couldn't make it up 
No, I, I don't. I don't recall anything like that. I, I, when they, when they, you know, when he was going to go in and make the plea, I thought it was just going to be like a nothing story. Like you know, yeah, he did what everyone said, and that's it. And then when it blew up, it's like, whoa, wait, something, something's going on here. I also think it hit a nerve in the sense that with so many people, either who've had to deal with the IRS and had to pay mm-hmm. up, and and you know, were in trouble and felt that stress, and and had to actually plead guilty or even some spending time in jail. I think if, I couldn't believe, I still can't believe that Wesley Snipes actually went to jail. And remember yeah. Willie Nelson, remember Will, the, him, Willie Nelson had to go on tour to pay off the IRS or he was going to go to jail. Uh-huh. So even if you look at those famous incidents, I mean, there are a lot of people who relate to that. And then as well, I was actually surprised how many people came forth and said that gun charge for somebody who was also chemically dependent and maybe a drug user turns out a ton of people apparently have served had had have had to have served that time and it really it resonated across kind of all socioeconomic and racial backgrounds it really went viral on social media with people saying uh-uh he's not going to get that kind of favoritism yeah i mean especially that was a felony gun charge now i mean you, you've got the administration and the president saying, you know, they want they want to ban more different kinds of guns and they want to restrict guns and they want to lock people up who violate gun laws. And then his, his own son mm-hmm. commits a felony gun charge, going to plead guilty, to food, but but he's going to get no jail time. And that, I mean, that I don't know how that can't drive people crazy. Yeah, I mean, we know that we know that sometimes people people afford better lawyers, they get better deals, and it's not right, but it happens. But this is just beyond even anything like that no one else would get away with this crime yeah it's true in your in your article where you're talking about the biden story and the coverage you're also calling out the media do you have faith that some that on all levels on all sides whether a media outlet is right or left that ultimately do you have faith that journalism prevails because i there's a lot of media malpractice out there i think there's some who are always just going to be partisan. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's some, there's some yeah. on both sides who are always just going to be yeah. partisan. It's not just a Democrat problem. They, they just happen to have more of the the major outlets. What I what I do think, and what what I hope is, if as, at least we have alternate voices like yours and like other you know, radio shows and TV shows mm-hmm. and and publications like Broad and Liberty who, who who can at least get the word out. Yeah. And what I hope is, if as people start to realize it, and as as it becomes impossible for them to conceal. I think some of the mainstream media will turn on Biden just because they're going to they don't they can't afford to look completely ridiculous <laughs> because then then they'll lose all trust and then yeah. then they'll get nothing. And also like journalists some some of these journalists on the left are still journalists in their heart and they still yeah. they still want to go after a story and if somebody you know a president covering up crimes that's a story no matter who no matter what party the president is. So I I think it, if it gets worse they'll eventually have to come clean and 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 they will turn on him, but it's going to take a lot because he's you know especially if, if Trump is the nominee, a lot of these guys will do anything to yeah. just to stop Trump, and even if it means getting in bed with a pretty corrupt family in the White House. Yes, Amen. We'll leave it there for now, Kyle Salmon. I always love hearing from you. I love reading uh, all of your work. You're very busy, so we thank you for for taking time for us. Kyle. Thank you. Great talking to you. Oh, have a great Friday. Thanks, Kyle. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. 
but with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? ...a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.